Hello, hello, little rat. Welcome back to another episode of Chatty Rats. You should already know who I am. I'm Sheen. <laughs> and I am Natalia, the one and only Peruvian in Denver. <laughs> Are you having your non-alcoholic wine? Yes, this is zero proof wine. It's Diacolas wine, which when I told my boyfriend I was buying this, he was like, why are you paying $11 for that? It has no alcohol. And I said, I am in my health and wellness era. Because it's like they still had to make the wine and they had to de-alcoholize it. So it's like that is a that's a long process for them. I know. So it makes yeah. sense. I think $11 is reasonable, but that's like girl yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see what they've been saying about boy math? I died. It's so funny. I'm just going to give a few examples for the little rats. If you haven't heard about boy math, I think you should have by this time. But it was so funny. Okay. Boy math is how 5'10 measures 6 feet. (laughs) This one's pretty funny too. Boy math is thinking the answer to did you come is yes. Boy math is wanting zero kids but having zero condoms on hand. <gasps> Girl, so bad. I'm always like, y'all. Boy trust. math is them wanting a prenup but they make 45K. And then the last one was like, boy math is losing by millions of votes and then still thinking you won the election oh. or something like that. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. Oh my God. What is a boy math that you can think of? I don't know if this would count as it, but okay. Basically, my birthday is February 20th and Valentine's Day is February 14th. So they would be like, oh, they're so close together. Like you get one gift. Like multiple guys did that. Like we'll just celebrate both. I think that it would be boy math is thinking that like – you can blend my birthday and a holiday for one gift or something like that. Yeah. And boy, Matt is thinking you can get me one gift and still get late that night. <laughs> You're wrong, sweetie. <laughs> boy, Matt is thinking that all our woo-woo stuff is fake. Meanwhile, they're all in fantasy leagues. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, But speaking of men, I thought I should do a little update because we did the episode on masculine and feminine energy mainly influenced by the book I had read which was getting to I do show it to the ones that are on video this book getting to I do and your girl has finished it now so I thought I would do a little update because at that point I hadn't finished it and I feel like she really gets into it towards the end and it all kind of clicked for me Because the way the premise of her whole perspective on relationships starts is that when you begin a relationship, one person has to be the pursuer, the leader, the masculine energy. And then the other person is the one that's like receiving, the one that wants their feelings cherished, that has veto power, that is the vice president to the president. And the president is the masculine, the leader, and the feminine is the... Vice president? Did I say that right? Yeah. And she did say you could be either. If you're a woman, you just need to choose which side and commit to it. So as I read the book, she talks about that, like how important it is to committing to it and how there will be people who will have issues if they're both trying to be the masculine and they'll go to her for therapy 
because she was a relationship therapist at the time. And she'll literally be like, okay, like Sally, do you want to be the leader? Do you want to be the one pursuing things, et cetera? Or do you want John to do it? Because you guys are both being leaders, but like you both can't be leaders right now. And then Sally will be like, okay, like I'll be the feminine. I choose that now. And John will lead. And like their relationship will find harmony. But she says, as the relationship nears towards commitment and marriage, and you are in that like in it for the long haul at that point, there is flexibility with these little roles that we assign. So one example she used was Sally. We'll just do Sally number two. (laughs) (laughs) Or Jenny. Okay. So Jenny Jenny decided she wanted to be the feminine and she wanted to be a passenger princess. And Tom was the driver figuratively and literally. But in this example, she hated how Tom drove. So eventually when they were like in a committed relationship, she would speak up about her feelings because that's what you should do as a feminine, according to Mm -hmm. Alan. You should be like, hey, like, I just want to let you know, like, it does make me uncomfortable how you drive. Could you drive slow? So he would do that. And then eventually when they were in a point of commitment, she was like, hey, Tom, like, I really appreciate how much you drive. And it's like, great. But how would you feel if I took the position of driving? So that would be like her taking on this role as the leader in their driving, right? Yeah. And so Pat Allen says that like once you're in a committed relationship, you can then renegotiate little roles and like balance out like the feminine masculine within your relationship. But in the early stages, it should be like very defined because that's when things get murky and confusing. But when you're committed, it's easier to like then get in a place of renegotiation because you've like established a foundation. And I thought that was really interesting because I feel like people hear this and they're like, well, I want to be both. Like I want to be cherished for my feelings and I also want to be respected for my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you can kind of do both eventually in the areas you want to do it in. Yeah, I could see that. Because I feel like in even in my relationship, I feel like I'm I'm definitely more in my feminine, I think, in some aspects. But it definitely switches because there are times where I'm like, I am baby. I am a baby. <laughs> there are times where I'm like, no, I'm taking charge. Like I know today I had a terrible day and then I was just like, I'm a baby. <laughs> Yeah, see, so like today you wanted to be cherished for your feelings. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to planning things, like a trip, I'm like, spreadsheets, I'm taking control. Here's the booking, here's the hotel. Mm. <laughs> and then he'll like take a seat back with that. So I feel like we do switch when it comes to different things. So that is very interesting. Because I, I was wondering about that when you when we had gone over it the first time. Yes. I feel like I am in my masculine in a lot of things in my relationship, but there's so many times where like I am baby, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm saying I am baby because it sounds funnier than saying I'm the feminine, but yes. Yeah. And the way she also like frames it, even if you are in your feminine, if you're with a man who is like in his masculine, that's when your vetoing power really comes in. Like, yes, you will have to compromise on some things, but like, Because his job is to cherish your feelings, quote unquote, when you express how you feel about something, he should basically take that on board. So there is that balance in that way. I feel like finishing it gave me clarity that like, okay, it's not 
super strict in the sense that in every area he is leading or she is leading and you're just taking the backseat, it's kind of like eventually it gets to a point where exactly like you were saying, you can plan the trips, but I'll be the one that, I don't know, will be like the breadwinner or something. I'll be the driver. You'll be like the passenger princess, like, you know, that type of thing. I never drive. What is driving in my relationship? I don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I think I would recommend this book overall, even for people in relationships. Oh, one other thing that I really liked that she said, um, she said that women don't have the right to nag and criticize. They have the right to walk away. So like, do not try to change a man or don't try to nag him into changing. If you don't like someone's like ethical or moral qualities, your job is to walk away. And I was like, I like that. I like that. Yes. I cannot raise a man. Like I am not here for it. Exactly. If I wanted to raise something, I wouldn't have a child. Like I just, I don't, (laughs) I need the person fully formed. And I also think that's kind of messed up. Like if I was dating someone that was constantly trying to change me for my betterment, I would hate it. I could not handle it. And I feel like that's a mistake that a lot of, I mean, stereotypically speaking, women make. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that we like certain things about a man, but not all of it. And we Mm -hmm. tried, we were like, this is an art project, arts and crafts, baby. Let me get in with my hot glue gun. (laughs) I'm going to fix you. First of all, ladies, it's so much work. I, you don't have time. In this economy, you don't have time to change a man. For yourself, you should find someone that you respect and like that you like everything about. That's what she was saying. She was like, you need to find a man that you respect, his like thoughts, his leadership, etc. And she also is very realistic about it. She's like, no one is going to be perfect. So don't be looking for perfect because that's not going to happen. But as long as you can like respect the person, there's like little things you don't like. That's a keeper. I remember I had this friend and kind of had a crush on me. And like, I liked him as a person, but I remember I never dated him because I thought that he was way too like type A when it came to organizing things, being like super neat, everything planned to the T, a little too much. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I would always play out this scenario in my head of like, if we dated, he would hate me. He would nag at me. He would tell Mm -hmm. me, pick up my clothes. He would tell me, clean up that dish. Like (laughs) I saw the whole relationship through before anything. Uh, So I just never went there for that reason. Meanwhile, there's someone out there that like likes his style, you know, of like being clean. they thrive. Like they thrive. It would annoy me, right? And there's also someone that like would find comfort in the fact that I leave a cup in the sink because then they feel like they can too leave a cup in the sink and they don't feel like the, the stress. Yeah. So- I feel like you can find someone that you mesh with, you know, rather than someone that you're going to nag at. Exactly. Yes. I think that's the point is like, don't try to like criticize or nag someone into the person you want. Just find someone that you want and are compatible with. Exactly. Like the relief that I felt when I walked into my boyfriend's apartment for the first time when like he was already getting comfortable and I saw a couple of shirts, some shoes, some things here and there. I was like, Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) We don't have to play this bit anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm the same way. Um, So I feel like you can definitely find someone that you're a little bit more compatible with. Facts, girl. Facts. 
And the last thing I'll say about this book, another favorite part of mine is she talks a lot about like building up your self-confidence as a woman and like your job is to fall in love with yourself first. And I just think that's such a good message to be sending to women even like even now because this book's old. I feel like a lot of people feel like they need a man to complete them. And she basically preaches like you need to fall in love with yourself and your life first and then then get to the getting to I do. So that's my little send off. I love that. If you know yourself, then you know what you're compatible with and what you're not compatible with. Yeah. But if you don't know what that is and you're just trying to mold yourself into whatever person you're dating, then you don't really have taste. I think that having taste is like that the number one thing when it comes to dating that people don't really think about. I think that we think we have taste sometimes, but you may not know if you don't know yourself. Yeah, but also I feel like if you don't love yourself, you're so thirsty for love <laughs> that you will just take any glass of water instead of like if you're like already quenched, like you've had your drinks, you're going to go for like a nice high quality drink <laughs> over just something to get you out of your drought. I agree. I love that. That's a good message for the girlies, Girl. for the rats. Yeah, I think that's that's all we have for you little rats. Let us know what you thought of this. And we love you so much. Don't forget to hit the follow button, the subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram. Give us the love. We do this for free 99, but that's how you can pay <laughs> us with your loving. Um, <laughs> love you.